have to say that this space is exclusively for, for black people. White people don't have to say that. They have rules and legislation and hundreds of years of evidence of their practices that are racist that prove that we are not welcome in their spaces. So they, they have the luxury of not having to say, we don't serve black people, right? Like they took away the for colors only signs and replaced it with legislation to keep us, keep us out of their spaces. Yeah. But I don't think we can be racist because racism isn't only hatred. Racism is also rooted in being a minority, right? Like you have to be the minority to be racist based on this definition. You also have to be so yeah, a white man, you might not be experiencing racism. That's not what you're experiencing. You're just, your feelings are hurt. Everyone, I'm Arian Simone, and I serve as CEO and co-founder of the Fearless Fund, the nation's first venture capital fund that is built by women of color for women of color. And I love the Black community for our unmatched strength, our love for others, our contribution to this world. Peace, guys. My name is Angel. I am the founder and CEO of the Spice Suite and Black and Forth. I went from assistant principal to Spice Girl. And I love the Black community because we just need more love. What's up, family? My name is Christian Carson. I am a husband. I am an associate pastor at The Change Church. I'm a music producer, television producer. And I love the Black community because I am the Black community. Hey everyone, I'm Tasha Carson. I have the esteemed honor of serving as an assistant vice president at Tennessee State University in Nashville, Tennessee. And I love the black community because I get to inspire the black community every day. My name is Mignon Francois and I am the founder and CEO of the Cupcake Collection and author of Made From Scratch, Finding Success Without a Recipe. And what I love about the black community is that the black community made me who I am. What's going on, family? Welcome to this uh, great experience, man. I, I Y'all know me if you watch the show. I just like to get straight into it. All this intro and mantra and stuff, I don't need to have all that kind of conversation because we have some amazing people here tonight. And I want to start this conversation off diving straight in, Angel. <laughs> um uh, and, and I want to get all y'all's opinions. So let me update them. Okay. And then um, I'll ask the question. I want y'all's honest opinion. Okay. So I had Angel on the show here about now, three months ago. Mm -hmm. And Angel has a beautiful uh, mall that she only allows African-Americans to work in. Mm. Now she serves everyone. But you have to be African-American to work. African-American, male or female. Mm -hmm. And the clip went viral. Um, and we were uh, attacked and said by white people that we are racist. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, I lost 6,000 subscribers. I, I don't know what she did. Um, and I even had some very influential, won't say their names, call me and ask me for more clarity on this conversation. And one of these influential white people said something to me and I, and I said, I want to ask in this group. Um, he said, well, you all said that I will only serve a black person. But if I said, I will only serve a white person or work with the white person. I'm called racist. So how is she not racist? So the question I want to start off with today is can African-Americans, black people be racist? Well, the answer I would say is yes to that question. Okay. But the reason why Angel is doing what she's doing 
is to level a playing field where there are disparities that exist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that we as a people, it's important for us to become a self-sustained collective. Yes. And in order to do that, you have to do what she's doing mm -hmm. to be a self-sustained collective. I don't think that racism and being a self-sustained collective are synonymous. Okay. Okay. I think that racism is a taught hatred that exists for a different race. First of all, the construct of race didn't even exist until the 1500s. You know, it comes from this transatlantic slave trade. We were Yoruba and Igbo and Bamalike and every other tribe you could think of before. That had to do even with class. Mm. But racism, as we see it today in the world, is a hatred that is taught. It has nothing to do, and it's not in conflict with being a self-sustained community. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's mm. just my personal opinion. Mm. And for me, I feel like I agree with part of it. I know. I, 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 it's the first part where she don't agree. I do know this woman, right? I know this woman. I know where she's at with. I don't think that black people can be racist. I believe that I can be pro-black and that doesn't make me anti-white, right? Like that's first and foremost. I agree. Also, I don't think that white people ever have to say what I have to say. I have to say that this space is exclusively for, for black people. White people don't have to say that. They have rules and legislation and hundreds of years of evidence of their practices that are racist that prove that we are not welcome in their spaces. So they, they have the luxury of not having to say, we don't serve black people. Right. Like they took away the for colors only signs and replaced it with legislation to keep us keep us out of their spaces. Yeah. But I don't think we can be racist because racism isn't only hatred. Racism is also rooted in being a minority. Right. Like you have to be the minority to be racist based on this definition. You also have to be oppressed. So, yeah, a white man, you might not be experiencing racism. That's not what you're experiencing. You're just your feelings are hurt. <laughs> your feelings are hurt, right? Like, so can we hurt white people's feelings by saying things that exclude them? Absolutely. Do we say things that might, you know, rattle some feathers? Absolutely. But did I say something that was racist? It's impossible. Now, I agree with you there. My pro-blackness does not make me racist. But that doesn't mean that I can't still be racist, is what I'm saying. I still think that somebody can be even non-pro-black like, and be racist. Hmm. We yeah. can discriminate. I, I think, and that's that's yeah. that's literally where I was going. Yeah. I, I think you have to approach the question contextually. So can black people be racist? Mm -hmm. So that immediately puts it in American context, right? Mm -hmm. So from the from the beginning of this nation, it was built with a certain power dynamic mm -hmm. where we are oppressed mm -hmm. and we have an oppressor. Yeah. Right? So to me, black people can be prejudiced which to me is an immoral preference. Mm -hmm. It becomes racism when the power dynamic allows me to negatively affect your life because of my prejudice. Mm. That's we need to get a Webster. No, seriously. So I'm just giving you my answer. Yeah, I mean, no, Webster, sure. Webster might not disagree no, with me. I'm Webster ain't black. Sure. So Webster might not agree with me. I don't disagree with you saying either. Yeah, but in this country, we don't have the power dynamic to negatively affect the negatively affect no, white agree. privilege. So it's a, it's, it's a prejudice, but now I do want to say this now. Yeah. Cause I'm kind of in the middle of y'all. Okay, cause everything, everything, everything I say is gonna come from a, let me give you, let me give you Go ahead. What's going on everyone? Hey, check this out. It is a new year. 
And you know what that means. It's the perfect time to get those finances in shape. I want you to think about it. It's a fresh start. Tax returns are around the corner and we're all looking to bounce back from the holiday spending. So let's talk about making some real progress with our money starting right now. And what's the first step? You gotta choose the right checking account in 2024. Let me introduce you uh, to Chime's online checking account. It's a game changer with benefits that have already won over millions of members. And one of those benefits are getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Yes, you heard me absolutely right. Early access to your hard earned money, plus the convenience of managing it all on the go 24 seven. It's really like having financial control right at your own fingertips. Now let's get you excited about some of these standout features of the Chime checking account. Here's number one, early paydays. You heard me say it again, two days early with the qualifying direct deposit. No more pesky fees. I want you to say goodbye to those monthly minimum balance and even overdraft fees. Chime is all about keeping your money where it belongs and that is with you. ATM access galore. You're gonna access over 60,000 fee-free ATMs, more than the top three national banks combined. And finding one is a breeze with the Chime app. Easy money transfers. You can send and receive money super easy. Whether you're a Chime member or not, you can pay friends through Chime and cash out your money without fees. Wow. So. What are you waiting for? It's time to take control of your finances with Chime. Signing up is super easy and it takes only two or three minutes. Jumpstart your financial journey today. Sign up at chime.com forward slash T-T-A-O. Again, that is chime.com forward slash T-T-A-O. Join the Chime family and experience banking that's made for you. All right, let's get back to today's show. Go ahead. Because you use the word. Prejudice, discrimination. So, I mean, he's saying that we can be prejudiced, but racism is prejudice. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. Well, Read the definition. It's not just prejudice. That's what I'm saying. Read the definition. Prejudice, discrimination by an individual, community, or institution against a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. So, right. A yeah, yeah. So... It's a little bit of both. Well, no, I think I think no, we I think we won. It's important everybody saying yeah. we're not against being for. Absolutely. And that's what that says. Sure. Some people's for, they're being against. Mm. Mm -hmm. So how can you be for without being against? Is is the you question. You can. I'm not saying you can't. I just I would love that's to hear your say. perspective. She's for, but she's not against. Right. I'm for, right. but I'm not against. Mm -hmm. There are people who are for themselves as white supremacists. For sure. And they are definitely against. One thousand percent. And that's where that definition where it says against. Yeah. I feel good about that. <laughs> What I was going to say is most of what I say is going to come from a biblical perspective mm -hmm. where it's like the prejudice is, is no less biblical than the racism mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Right. So like wherever you, where, whatever your lot is, mm -hmm. you have a responsibility to the human, to the human, race. to the human race. And you have a responsibility to the God who created the human yeah. right, right, right. to have a certain character who loves all colors. I'll right. run. Don't, don't start. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. good. 
I'm 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 curious. Uh, I, I used to call you T A T C. Come on now, get it right, T C. I gotta get it right. I'm not gonna disrespect my brother either, man. It's just me and you, homie. You're you're in the HBCU world, so you're you live in the black community culture. From your perspective, being in administration in the HBCU world, I'm curious to know your thoughts because I saw your face when we were all talking, it seemed like your face was like in the middle too. So there's a couple of things to unpack here. Okay. Um, There's a difference between systemic and said. And I think what the majority has been guilty of is the systemic racism that is just, um, you know, done over decades and centuries. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard. It's like trying to take an 18-wheeler and make a quick U-turn. It's like, mm-hmm. it's so hard because it's been going on for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's no longer said, it's almost like it's okay. Like, yeah. that's the yeah. fur colors only shine sure. is not yeah. up. But now it's just a more, um, actually a, a more critical way mm-hmm. that racism takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, because I work in the HBCU space, I mean, it just makes me think all the way back to the 1890s when um, every state had the opportunity to allow black students to attend their schools. Mm -hmm. Um, The Moral Act of 1890, the first and the second. Mm -hmm. And every school Mm -hmm. denied it Mm -hmm. and said, no, give us the money to build them. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you think back to that happening since the 1890s, we did that. And we pulled ourselves up by our own bootstraps and we gave, we did what we had to do and we relied on our faith and our family and our community and we built these things and now that we own it, You now get to put stipulations on what we do with. Wow. It's yeah. like, mm. now on the other side of that, I'm I'm confused because I don't know if I would make a call like that. Mm-hmm. I respect you and your decision For is sure. what you want to do. I saw they were signing a petition to make Chick-fil-A be open on Sunday. I'm like, you can't tell them people to open up that. I would sign that petition. <laughs> What's going on, fam? I want to thank my friends over at BetterHelp for sponsoring today's show. And again, my name is Anthony O'Neill here. And today I want to chat about something that hits a little bit different, especially during today's day and time. You know, when I reflect on the relationships in my life that I'm most proud of, it strikes me how much effort it took to actually cultivate them. It's a common myth that relationships should be effortless to be meaningful. In reality, the strongest connections are often those we work hardest to fortify. While I've been on my own personal journey of personal growth, I've come to understand the misvalue of having support along the way. It's not just about overcoming significant hurdles. It's also about learning to navigate everyday challenges, setting healthy boundaries, and striving to become the best version of yourself. And this is why I'm a huge fan of therapy. If you're considering therapy, I encourage you to check out my friends over at BetterHelp. Their service is entirely online, offering the convenience and flexibility to fit therapy into your life, not the other way around. And a simple questionnaire, you'll be matched with a licensed therapist suited to your personal needs. And if for any reason you feel your therapist isn't a perfect fit, you can switch at any time at no extra cost at all to you. So listen, before we get to today's show, take the next step towards strengthening your relationships with yourself. Visit BetterHelp.com AO and get 10% off your very first month. Remember, that's BetterHelp.com AO. Become your own soulmate, whether you're actively looking for one or not. All right, let's grow together. 
But you can't tell people what to do with their stuff. You know what I mean? It's their yeah. stuff. They created it. It's their thing. You no, can't are they a publicly traded company? Now that I don't know. Because if, if that's the case, then it's not their stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Educate me. I think it's not that. I'm serious. It's on Chick-fil-A. Yeah. If it's a private company, and Dan Cathy may have chosen to stay private. I'm not sure. He may not have gone public. I don't have Chick-fil-A stock, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. But that's why I said that. Because if it's a public company, then you have shareholders and stakeholders that can intervene. Private. 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 Told you. He chose to stay private. You're right. It's his stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he chooses to be closed Wednesday through Sunday, it's his stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what came to my mind about, mm-hmm. you know, all of the um, responses you're getting about choosing to not allow white vendors to sell in your establishment. Yeah. Yeah. It's your stuff, you know, yeah. so I get that. But me as an individual, I don't know if I would make that call. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I would have to find another way to make sure that I'm doing my part to help, mm-hmm. like you said, bring that leverage to this uh, wealth gap. But I don't know if I would do that. And, and maybe it's yeah. not audacious maybe it's bold and maybe yeah. it's just you know but it's yeah. not something i think i would do well, it's risky this, though it's the vendors not the workers right it's the vendors that's yeah. the vendors right. because hey, yeah. it was the workers yeah that's different yeah, yeah. I know the no let's clarify it's definitely not the workers because you vendors. can't mix race yeah. and contract for sure no it's definitely the vendors we only allow black business owners yeah. to vend at our space yeah. um and that is it's risky right to say that but i also feel like it's risky of us not to as a community like we risk us not being able to build and grow sustainable communities for ourselves and our children and our legacies. That's if we risk. keep on, it's it's too risky. That's too risky for me to allow to allow us to open that up unnecessarily. Like we need our own spaces. There are spaces that are for everybody, right? And I and I'm not an all lives matter person. I'm a Black Lives Matter girl. Yeah. So and that and that's through and through for me. That's in business. That's in love. That's in life for me, right? And so I for for my own sanity and peace and for what I want. To to contribute to this world, I know that my legacy is about Black people yeah. and building Black businesses. Yeah. And I can't do that if I say, okay, you all can come. There's too many of us that are being put out of their spaces that are fighting for their money, mm. right? And not getting it for us to do that. Like, we have to, so we have to be okay and confident what, enough to say it's just what us. draws pause for me on yeah. that. Mm-hmm. There will be some Black vendors that say, no, I want to be over here it's more traffic or is there's more yeah. advertisement or you know because they don't want to be in a sure. space like yours they're, and they won't come people. to me right yeah right mm-hmm. so again you can't tell me what to do with their yeah, stuff it's absolutely. like everybody makes the decision and chooses the path that's best for them and their business absolutely but i applaud you for that i think you're doing um yeah. something that most people would shy away from or be too afraid to do for sure and i think that's admirable but yeah. to answer your mm-hmm. question that the answer to your question, according to definition, is no black people can't be racist. But who wrote the definition? What, what, what race was what? Yeah, we, we, but according <laughs> to that, but according to that, because we're on the marginalized side, right, right, right. So according to that, but when I think of racism beyond definition, I think of the emotion of hatred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just me, mm-hmm. and that's why I said yes. Anybody can have that emotion of mm-hmm. hatred. Yeah. So but, do you agree with that statement? I think that anybody can be hate can be hateful. Absolutely. Anybody can have that emotional that emotion, but I do also believe that racism is institutional, it's systemic, it's deeper than just hating gotcha. somebody. Yeah. It's having the power to be able to, you know, impact to lives. Yeah. So when yeah. we add all of that, we're just talking about can black people be haters? Can black people hate white people? <laughs> Absolutely. But do black people have the collective power to oppress another group of people? Unfortunately, we don't. Not. I wish we could. That's what I said. According so to the definition, we, we can't. We can't. 
Because we're on the marginalized side of that. So we can't be racist. Mm. I, I just look it at it. It makes me love company, so I get why they want us to be racist, too. But What's going on, family? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Now, before we get into today's show, I want to talk about something that's very important to me. You see, growing up, seeing folks who looked like me on TV, hearing them on the radio, or reading their words, it showed me we could own our own narratives. It's more than just seeing black faces. It's about hearing our truths. You see, legends like Oprah and icons like Tyler Perry, they weren't just entertaining. They were mirrors of our resilience our joy, and our struggles. That's why NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths hits totally different. It's a whole vibe of celebration, capturing every shade of our experience. Imagine diving into the tales that speak to our soul, from the laughter and love to the real talk about what shapes us, from legends in the game to stories about our everyday heroes. This collection has no you see, recently I got to tune into an episode and let me keep it real with you. It's like sitting down with my family. The host, the stories, it's all about us and it's for us. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant, and it's uplifting. Showing every facet of being black in today's world. It's time to level up our playlist. After today's show, dive into Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR. Wherever you get your podcasts. Let's keep making sure our stories are told by us for us. Now, let's get to today's show. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Have you ever wanted to uh, get into a new culture? Or are you even thinking about taking a trip and you really want to know what people are saying around you? Or maybe you're like me and you want to learn something new. I remember how hard it was to learn a language in school because the textbooks, it wasn't enough for me. Well, let me introduce you to my new friends over at Rosetta Stone. It's a top choice for learning languages and has been for over 30 years. Now you can use it right on your computer or on your phone. It's more than just trusting and remembering words. It's about getting deep into the language, being able to speak, listen, and even think differently. You see, Rosetta Stone has 25 languages from Spanish to French to even Japanese and a whole lot more. They even have this cool speech recognition called True Accent that helps you say things right. And there's a special deal just for you. A lifetime membership to all 25 languages for 50% off. So don't wait. Now's the perfect time to start learning a new language. My listeners can get this awesome deal for a limited time. Just go to rosettastone.com slash today. Start unlocking languages and traveling with no worries by going to rosettastone.com slash today. Let's forget about all these language barriers and let's get into today's show. What's going on, family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. 
So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. We are. We can be exclusive and that's not really negative we could be exclusive yeah but we are all in together i think the question that's coming at you is not really about racism Mm. according to the definition you're correct that's why i said the emotion and the hatred what what the question really is on the table is to what christian said it's prejudice Mm yeah Yep. And that yes. was the first word in definition. Yeah. Any 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 race can be prejudiced. Absolutely. Definitely. And I don't think the same conversation comes to other races. That part. It only comes to us, the us. black race. It's and not I, asking Asians. I, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it, it, yeah, no one's asking, no one's asking Asians that who are definitely, from my experience for their culture, not necessarily mm-hmm. against yours. Yep. Um, but I think it comes down to what this country is built on, um, how our ancestors got over here, mm-hmm. um, what programs were put in place so that we could have an opportunity. Yeah. This is not really a question of racism. This is a question of prejudice. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's I think that's my I think I mean to interrupt you. I think even as I'm looking at this couch, I think the greater problem is that as a society we make preference monolithic. Mm-hmm. Even as yeah. I'm e- e- even as I'm looking at this couch, right? Mm-hmm. I see different parts of one answer. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have a mall where all the vendors are only black. Mm-hmm. Like she said, every black person isn't going to take advantage of that. Of but yeah, that's yeah. the part of the answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You serve in financial literacy play, mm-hmm. in, in space, mm-hmm. right? So every black person is not going to budget and save so they're not living check to check. You know, <laughs> story, you right? Know. But it's a part of the answer. <laughs> Absolutely. She works at an HBCU as an assistant vice president. Every black person not going to go to an HBCU. Yeah. But it's a part of the answer. Right. I work in the church. I'm my part of what I believe in is directly tying black advocacy to the God of justice. Mm-hmm. It's, it is the gospel to me. Mm-hmm. Everybody not going to be a Christian. Yeah. Right. The problem is when I don't like your style of the answer, yeah. I attack you yeah, instead exactly. of looking at the mosaic of how this is helping us as a yeah. whole. As a yeah. whole. Yeah. And so I think that's really the problem is somebody's preference. Somebody don't know how to manage their preference. Yeah. Like, that's your preference. Yeah. So good. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Yeah. That, that was really good. That's really good. I, I want to <clears throat> stay right there because... That's why I love having these kind of conversations because I talk all the time on my show. Y'all get to talking, have a good conversation. Um, I had the opportunity to meet Arian earlier in 2023, been following her work. And then shortly after that, I'm watching TV and I see that she was being attacked by a conservative organization. And my heart completely dropped because the rising entrepreneur mm-hmm. in America today is a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but then while they are the rising entrepreneur, they're the least funded, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, yep. uh, don't have access to capital, which 
I'm not a huge fan of borrowing money um, <laughs> at all, uh, but I do believe in we need help and support. And what Fearless Fund is doing is absolutely amazing mm -hmm. as far as in traveling the world. And they have other companies, white and black companies, supporting and giving to them. And then out of nowhere, um, she's being hit with, hey, you got to stop because you're serving people of color. And... <clears throat> Erin, I, I want you to really break I'll this I'll go into it because I we were in the car, they don't know anything about the court case. They and don't so know. I was like, oh, yikes. Now, I know Angie yeah, knows. I'm aware. She's, oh, like, she's like, I'm all the way yeah, aware. Yeah. And we found each other, but I wanted to, I was like, I'll wait to the show. So I'm a venture capitalist. Mm -hmm. And I run the nation's first venture capital fund that's built by women of color for women of color. Amazing. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. And we have deployed millions on billions to black and brown women in this country mm -hmm. and even internationally. Mm -hmm. And on August 2nd of 2023, I looked up at the news myself, mm. <laughs> seeing that we were being sued. Wow. I thought it was chat GPT. I said, this has got to be some type of hoax or something. We don't have no lawsuit. Yeah. And then we found the filing. And I was like, oh, we have a federal lawsuit. Jesus. I said, who is suing us? And Edward Bloom, who is the conservative legal strategist, <clears throat> excuse me, who was successful in stopping affirmative action at the higher education level at the Supreme Court in June for all the colleges. Mm -hmm. I was his next mm. target wow. after his Supreme Court victory. Mm -hmm. So it immediately, the press started taking, you know, it went everywhere. And I've been on like Gail King, The View, Good Morning America, because I'm in a federal lawsuit right now. Wow. Yes, they filed a temporary restraining order against us. I thought those were on people. Yeah. Mm. I was like, <laughs> wait, you can file a TRO to stop a business? Yes. Wow. Um, a preliminary injunction to stop one of our grant programs, because we have a foundation that does grants, and then we have an investment vehicle that invests capital. And it looks like Shark Tank. When you're in venture capital, mm -hmm. basically, if you're like, I want $500,000, we ask for 10% ownership of your business. Absolutely. Um, and next thing you know, there's the court case itself. So they filed three things. They dropped the TRO. We went to court on the preliminary injunction. We actually won, and then they appealed. And I'm going through the appellate process right now. But if we win the appellate process, they're taking us to the Supreme Court because it's a federal case. It's the only place you can go mm -hmm. defend yourself. Mm -hmm. And if we lose, we have to go to the Supreme Court to defend ourselves. So, what is the basis of the argument? Oh yes, alleged discrimination gotcha. based upon Section 1981 of the Civil Rights Act of 1866. I thought that was an error too. I said because all I know is the Civil Rights Act of 1964 that Dr. King did. So now I got to go research, and I said, oh, this is the law that was put in place for black people to be able to get into contracts and have employment after slavery. Mm -hmm. The abolishment in 1865. Yep. And they're flipping it He's on turning it, it and choosing it against a black yep. person. They're yep. saying that basically <laughs> race and contract cannot coexist. That's yep. why I asked That's why you said workers. that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I felt the energy of what yep. you asked yeah. that. Yeah, I was like, wait, is she talking about the workers? Because <laughs> <business?" laughs> <laughs> girl, we don't even have to have sitting on video. Ours is still definitely alleged because they're coming after Technically, our paperwork does not have race and contract together. You know, I can't get into the details of that due to what's going on, but it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But that's what they're alleging. They're alleging that we're discriminating. And our point is, no, we are meeting the need of a disparity. 
And the person who's suing us, I said, I actually want the same thing Edward Bloom wants. And they said, what? I said, yeah, world of race doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I said, he wants to eliminate race consciousness. I said, I do too. Mm-hmm. I said, but we have too many disparities right now. We have to eliminate the disparities to yeah. get to that place. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going on. With wow. Me. Oh, well, you wearing it well, sis. I didn't even know you were going through that. <laughs> so like, I'm in the, on the sprinter and I'm like, yeah, I'm dealing with legal papers. I'm yeah, trying to yeah, go yeah. do this. I'm like, give me one sec, CJ. Give me one sec. Alex, JD, hold on one sec. And I'm like, okay, Aaron, you have to just let it go and focus right now. Man. What, what is it? How, how are you dealing with this right now? Oh, thank you. I've had my days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had the level of attacks that we have been under that you guys or that the public does not see. I have had my days. I remember the first two weeks and I've never shared this like on video or anything. Um, I couldn't even be in my house. I've had my days. Mm. (laughs) Um, Which are the things when you're in this space that people don't talk about, like safety and things of that sort. Um, but I was, I have great friends and resources. I was put up very nicely. <laughs> and then I would say um, the internal attacks just of even our people. Um, I have seen so much. I've seen fake liens put, being put on my company. Mm. Like, I mean, people have tried to destroy us in the midst of this. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. There's so much, like I said, that doesn't get to the press level. The stuff that I'm really dealing with is none of the stuff that you guys see is like the big case. I still got to deal with the big case, but it's just like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, but as of recent, I, I've been I've been really good, but the fall was rough. I will say that fall 23 was rough. Why is this important to all of us? Because you have a Black woman oh, business I, owner. I will explain. I want everybody to know that when they took the college case, of Harvard and UNC in June of 23 at the Supreme Court, they just used them to shut it down for everybody. They're just using us to shut all funding for people of color and women down for everybody. Because in the event we were to lose, it shuts down. They got precedent now. Precedent case. Mm -hmm. They got case law and they get to apply that law to everybody. Mm -hmm. So they're stopping, they're trying to stop billions and trillions of dollars from getting in the hands of people of color and women across the board. It is that crazy. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But there's so much silence on a company like Navy Federal denying Black Mm -hmm. homeowner loans. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like we're pulling from both sides. I don't get it. But we're also caught up in somebody's political agenda. Yeah. Because right, it's on the verge of an election. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We've seen Elon Musk come out with the DEI must die. Yeah, must yeah. die. And yeah. now there's a list of these billionaires who are basically, I'm assuming, probably funding the people coming against us. Yeah. I'm like, well, all of y'all are feeling this way right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the opposition we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And which is why we need everybody to speak up and say something like, no, y'all can't stop us from funding ourselves. Mm-hmm. This has yeah. got to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, you said one thing that's wrong. Not just speak up. We got, we got to actually give. Because if they are, if billionaires are backing them, yep. we need millionaires and billionaires to back Fearless Fund. Yeah. Yep. And so... Um, Can we talk about that? Because there's something that we're missing in our community that that's not correlating. I'm so glad you talk. said that. Yeah. He immediately gave. Oh, yeah. Mm. I have a circle of friends that just immediately gave because they understood. One of my girlfriends, Monique Rodriguez, founder of Mile Organic, she said, we're on a prayer call every Monday as female entrepreneurs. And she said, I don't think y'all understand when the case hit, this man has over a billion dollars back in him. That's not just him. Mm-hmm. 
Their mm -hmm. advocacy is other cultures. They show it in their dollars. Mm -hmm. If they want somebody to win an election, they don't go protest. Yeah. Right. They're not they out campaigning. Exactly. They fund it. They fund it. The yeah. dollars is the advocacy. Right. And in our community, there is a disconnect that dollars are advocacy. Mm -hmm. We think just our voices are. Mm -hmm. But it's the economics that moves the needle. And I was struggling with that because when we would announce a grant in a week, I get 6,000 applications. When we announced what we need help, I got 100 donors and 10,000 petitions. I said, okay, 10,000 of y'all converting to 100, I'm at like 1%, not 10%. I'm yeah. like, I need y'all to understand if you want this to continue, yeah. I need you to contribute. And it could be $5, $10. Just get in the number. I wasn't looking, when I saw the 100 donors, I wasn't looking at the amount. I was looking at the how many people. It could have been a dollar. I'm like, just, you have to speak with your dollars. There was definitely a disconnect. Yeah. I'm going to say something may get me in trouble, Pastor, so come and clear it. Oh, clear it. I got you, Doc. I know the word, but you the pastor today. I got you. You know, you know I'm, I'm good. We got to... Say it. No, you didn't you start it now. <laughs> yeah, when I speak to it. <laughs> I know the word. I know my, my seminary pastor is going to be like, Anthony, um, I, one thing that does bother me in the Black community mm -hmm. When this hit, I so much believe in the power of prayer. Yeah. But all I saw was, we got to pray, pray, pray. Yeah, I can speak to that. And I'm like, while my philosophy is we pray like it all depends on God, but we work and we invest like it all depends on us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think when you combine those two, that's when God, he really shows up. Yep. And I see in our black community, it's, it's you know, let's pray. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I knew I was going to see her in a couple of weeks. And I, my first, when I saw her, I said, hey, good to see you, Gregory. What do you need? Like, how much are you all trying to raise? She gave me that number. I called my CPA. I said, yo, what can we give right now? Mm -hmm. And after I gave, I continued to pray. Mm -hmm. Why do we, why do y'all feel like in the Black community? Because I'm going to ask my E3 community, which camera is that, CJ? This one right here? All right. E3 family, we pray. I'm with you. But we are going to put a link in the show notes to where you can donate to the cause. Mm -hmm. And I want you to do $5. Um, I want you to do $10. If it's a dollar, if it's 50 cents, okay? I'm not going to tell you how much I gave, right? But we gave. And we didn't get $5. And we, we didn't get it. You posted it, Anthony. So I didn't post it. Yes, you did. I did? Yeah. Cool, great. <laughs> if I did post it, did Rebecca post it? You talk about it on the show. Man, did I posted it. <laughs> no, you can scroll. It was like a swipe thing. You swiped it. You, you posted it. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Great. So I, I can say it then. Yeah. Uh, Beth, we gave $10,000 um, and we are committing to another $10,000. Oh, yeah. thank you. Right? And so we're going to start that and I want y'all to give. Listen, give whatever you can give, right? Because uh, Kristen, talk to that. Why, yeah, why do I, we in the I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. In the Christian world, it's because most of us take our cues from church and not from Jesus. Mm. Okay, so let me break down what I'm saying. You just hot today. But I, I want to say this because there's a very clear answer that Jesus gave to this. Right. Right. So Jesus says very clearly, the Bible says very clearly, by this shall all men know right. that you're my disciples. Yes, sir. If you have love one to another. Okay. Yeah. So now there's some ambiguity there. Because yeah. we all can define love however we want to. Mm -hmm. But Jesus defined it. Mm -hmm. He says, somebody, one of the religious leaders who was trying to trap him says, what's the greatest commandment? 
He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. They thought they were super smart. They said, who's my neighbor? He tells a parable. He says, there's a man who's walking down the street, the Good Samaritan. Mm -hmm. He gets beat up by robbers. So he's disenfranchised. He's beaten up. He's left half dead, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. The Bible says a priest sees him on the other side of the street, mm -hmm. walks past him. Mm -hmm. Yep, I, I'm too busy. Got stuff to do for the church. Right, mm -hmm. right. A Levite comes, a worker in the temple, sees him, keeps on walking. This is a Jew that's that's on the on the street. So it's of the same tribe mm -hmm. that they are. Bible says a Samaritan comes, who is actually they they were prejudiced okay. against each other, mm -hmm. Samaritans and Jews. It says the Samaritan stops, bandages, sees him. That's important. First he saw him, mm -hmm. bandages his wounds, mm -hmm. picks him up, puts him on his horse, takes him to a inn. Says I'm gonna pay. Fact. For him to stay here, Fact. he can stay as long as he wants, and when I get back, if I owe anything else, I'll pay for it for him. Mm -hmm. That was Jesus' definition of love, mm -hmm. was advocacy, and the advocacy is dollars. Now, here's the part that we miss. Is I, Jesus? I, I need this clip. <laughs> <laughs> here's the part that we miss, is that Jesus tells this beautiful story and looks at everybody and says, go and do likewise. Right. So the problem is, in the black church, we have put the great commission over the great commandment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're so busy going to make disciples of all nations, go to the right. nations, to the nations. We're going to the nations. It's like, how are you going, how are you going to draw people from the nations? Mm -hmm. How are you going to draw disenfranchised communities? How are you going to draw people who have no hope? Mm -hmm. It's only from a significant investment. Now, the prayer is important. Absolutely. But this, this might mess up your whole theology. The Bible never records that the Good Samaritan prayed for the man. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> the advocacy is the investment, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. Jesus, this is Jesus's definition of love. Uh -huh. It's the contribution you made. Uh -huh. You walking past and praying for him in the temple, that don't help him. Uh -huh. And it's too much of that going on. Yeah. I hope that wasn't too deep. I'm that sorry. Deep. No. <laughs> too deep to me. I think you broke it down so simple. Simple. Yeah. Right? I, I don't know you guys, but I know I didn't grow up in the best situation, right? I, I didn't grow up the way I'm living now, but my parents pretty much grew up how my grandparents grew up and vice versa and going down and going down. So like we are the first generation with a heightened sense of awareness mm -hmm. that's techn technologically advanced, that is considering financial literacy. Yeah. I don't know if anybody was even starting the type of ideas that you had. When you visit Arizona, Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.